Hello and welcome to the 361 Degrees podcast. This is episode 8 and this week we are talking all about roaming and the various rants we've been having on our respective blogs about that, except for Rafe Blanford, who is far too polite to have a, ra- to have a rant. Uh, Rafe, introduce yourself. I'm Rafe Blanford from All About Symbian and I like to rant at the best of times. I just haven't done one on roaming recently. Oh, so refined. <laughs> And That's nonsense. When has Rafe ranted recently? I, I will have to have a forensic investigation of All About Symbian. But anyway, McLeod, yes. introduce yourself. So I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. And before we talk about uh, roaming, which is this week's hot, hot topic, um, first of all, I think in the end of episode 7, I've just remembered that I offered a prize. So during episode 8, you'll hear the sound of me reaching into my cupboard of delights and trying to work out what the hell it is I'm going to give away in the next 20 minutes. So apologies if I'm distracted. But in the meantime, uh, Ewan, you are on hello duty because you promised a load of people that we would acknowledge that they were listening. So uh, fill your boots. Yes, uh, thank you. I think that's uh, it's the right thing to do, gents, I reckon. So, hello to James Watley. Good man. Um, hello to Stefan Constantinescu. Easy for you to say. I think I've said... Yeah. I think so. I think Constantinescu, that's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, hello to Between CZ. Between underscore CZ. That's, you know... Um, off of Twitter. Yep. Off of Twitter. Uh, Patrick, off of Pitter. Uh, no, off of Twitter, sorry. Uh, hello, Patrick Smith. Um and then uh hello to James Bodie. You do need to post a comment to get a comment, right, James? Uh and also we need to say hi to Mike Stead. Again. Uh or Steed. S T E A D. I think it's I th- should be said Steed. That's how I say it. He says Stead, I think, doesn't he? Fair enough. Well uh, now we've finished being all hospital radio though. Uh we've said how hellos. Hello everyone. Um Roaming. Now you and the, one of the reasons we're talking about roaming is because you've just come back from yet another conference. I mean, I, I wonder actually if you ever do any work, but we can discuss that in episode nine. Um, this is my work. <laughs> it doesn't. If it doesn't look like work or smell like work, but you came back from a conference recently and it was all about roaming and it kind of has kicked this conversation off. So just kind of backtrack a bit and tell us what you were doing there and what was the conversations. Right, I was at the Mac Insights uh, uh, conference last week. That's M A C H. Um, Mac are a very big, well-known provider of roaming services, roaming systems, um, and the whole suite of services are associated with roaming. Uh, and it's a massive part of the industry, a really big part of the industry, industry because managing the uh, the interaction between your your um, your home operator and then 800 other operators around the world is quite a complicated procedure. Uh, so I was I was there watching and listening and learning about roaming, and uh, goodness me, it's a, it's a fascinating topic. Um, how, although I think it would be fair to say the emperor has no clothes. Uh, because whenever, uh, Ben, you and I were at a rugby match a while ago with an operator. We were. Um, who... Do you remember that one? I they do. were uh, telling us just how expensive and just how difficult it is to do roaming. Well, actually, um, it's not that difficult. Now, you know, a, a long time ago it was quite complicated and very expensive. Uh, it's not anymore, um, and there are a huge amount of um, of innovations going on. The problem is the industry is, I think, from uh, from the response to one of the panels that I uh, I managed. Um, well, the, the EU regulator, one of their representatives, was on the panel. By the way, I asked him some rather challenging questions, um, but the response from the audience was pretty direct. That um, those guys don't intend doing much in the context of roaming, and these are representatives from around uh, 
the uh, um, the mobile operator, uh, or, or not just in Europe but worldwide. Um, and it looks pretty clear that most mobile operators are quite happy charging you ridiculous amounts of money, pretending it's really difficult when it's not. And, uh, and Rafe, there's and, actually some. Sorry, go on. Well, I was say, and, and Rafe, we should we should backtrack a little bit here, couldn't, shouldn't we? Because the the contention is amongst all the sort of the <laughs> the geek clique, as it were, is that roaming is really expensive and overpriced, but it's kind of that is relative to what people ch- are charged in their home networks. Yes. Yes, that's right. I mean, I think it's the the contention is that when we are starting to get packages that give you, you know, 50, 100, 500, even a gig of data, that you're then getting charged, you know, multiple units of currency for a megabyte of data when you're abroad is seen to be unfair. And, you know, you look at the UK, generally you can say that you're paying at least 100-fold and sometimes 200-fold the price for roaming data, depending on, on what package you're on. Although there are places where it's better than and and so you and sorry you were saying that it's it's not hard to do this though because I remember that conversation we had well uh, you know sort of uh, over the over the drinks and canapes which would probably be being paid for by roaming money so we shouldn't complain too much but um, you know we were sat there and and the chap we were talking to was saying look you know because we were asking about data weren't we you know and he's saying yeah. wherever you are we've got to get all the data you know back to the uk because the data always comes out of your home network even though you're using the internet let's say in spain or mm-hmm. france or wherever and also they have to sort of maintain all these agreements with all these different operators but you're saying it's actually not hard and not technically complex anymore no no absolutely not in fact um one of the services that mac uh provide and there's there's a few other companies mac is not the only company there um uh, they're, they're, it's called Link to One. That basically, if you're a mobile operator, you you sign up to um, to this service, and uh, that links you to a, a basically a marketplace of other operators. So one, you do one API agreement and one um, one physical business agreement, and you're done. And Rafe, I've never really understood kind of what the justifications or the complexities really were, because I worked on the basis that actually, um, you know, it's cheap enough. It's cheap enough to send data between, you know, let's say, you know. North America in the UK or mainland Europe in the UK. So how can it add substantial cost to uh, to be doing it roaming versus doing it on a local network? Yeah, I think it's a good question. And I think the honest answer is there isn't that much of a reason. We talked about the contract costs and clearly there are other parties involved. And anytime you do that, you are going to add costs to the administration of something like that. You know, um, external operators are going to look to make money from letting other people use their network so you can allow a certain amount for that but i think you also have to consider the fact that the reason it hasn't come as far particularly as say data and sms is that less people use data roaming at the moment and i'm with you i actually would use data far more than i'd use uh, calling or sms but that isn't the majority of people you know most people when they go away are actually looking to have the phone work and i think particularly sms and so that's kind of the low-hanging fruit that the operators have gone after and data is is maybe less apparent and you know with this smartphone revolution that's basically come in the last you know five years in terms of mainstream the idea that you might want to consume data at a reasonable cost while you're abroad has suddenly become a lot more to the forefront of people's minds you and you've got some magic numbers there on roaming yeah well, one of the, the key figures that was um, was mentioned regularly at this uh, Mac Insights uh, um, event was that 42% of subscribers travelling 
Uh, so I don't know the phone number, but 42% of subscribers traveling switch their phones off. Um, so they don't, they don't, they actually, so almost half, or just under half uh, of the mobile operator's customers who are traveling do not roam, right? They switch their phones off. And um, everybody was nodding uh, uh, vigorously when they heard the statistic. I think it must be one of those kind of well-known ones. I need to follow up and actually get the actual breakdown, you know, what does this mean? But um, very, very interesting viewpoint um, uh, that, yeah, half your customers don't bother using uh, it. Yeah, sorry, go on, Ray. I was going to say, and it's probably worth pointing out here that this is a particularly European conundrum in that, you know, it's not unusual at all to travel abroad when you're in Europe, either on business or, or personal, simply because there aren't very far to any national boundaries. You know, we're sitting here in the UK and, you know, we've got a nice big uh, sea in between us and the continent. But if you're on the continent, it's very easy to roam. And actually, one of the problems that sometimes happens is you can actually roam onto a another network just while traveling along the border or something like that and obviously in some areas you know people are very much with the session agreement in place for the eu you know, crossing borders without even thinking about it and so roaming does become quite important you compare that to something like the states where people you know traveling abroad is much more unusual and i think it's still true to say that people traveling from the states are far more likely to switch their phone off altogether when they come to Europe simply because they don't want to pay those roaming rates because it's even more poorly understood mm. than it is here in Europe. Yeah. And so, you know, the driving force has been, I think, with the roaming agreements come from the EU and a lot of that's also driven by the uh, the European Commission that has various regulations around uh, pricing and price fixing, which has meant that the costs have come down. I think it's uh, Vivian Redwood was the EU Commissioner involved in some of the early stuff on this, and that was particularly around... Uh, calling in SMS, but it's now coming into data as well. And it, it does seem telling, actually, that the o the only thing that seems to be driving um, these prices to come down, and, and we sort of reached the conclusion that these prices are very high, and, and that it's it's not the mobile networks profiteering so much as uh, because it's still a sort of a niche service, they're able to um, sort of the best way to extract profit from it is not to encourage more people to use it so much as milk those that do for for premium prices but that the the only pressure actually on prices really is coming from the regulator because well we, we were going to talk about how we deal with roaming ourselves because that actually might give some insight actually into what the products and services that are available to either enable or uh, make roaming more affordable um and, and we see sort of what's having the impact because to, to my sense that there is there's sort of two very distinct groups aren't there there are those that are operator services for want of a better term and those that try and you know circumvent or work around the operators so ewan well we, you you do loads of travel at the moment mm. what's the what's important to you and what do you choose to use most often well i'd like to say hello to vodafone uh because they're my primary operator and uh unfortunately they they're on the end of my my wrath when i switch the phone on in the airport or in the airplane and get that super annoying text message um, you know, sent from it feels like it's sent from the same server, and the actual text. I think literally the text is just changed around. You know, depending on where you are, uh, so it's very frustrating to fly into Europe one day and get the SMS from Vodafone saying, "Hey, you got 25 meg to play with," because I use the Vodafone Data Traveler package. So their deal is 25 megabytes a day to use uh, for two pounds, and that's that's great. And then when I fly into the States, I get the same message, or it feels like exactly the same message, with just the numbers changed. 
Uh, really, really annoying. Uh, so anyway, so Vodafone are, are, are continually getting my wrath, but I, I have to say I think they're doing really good with this data traveler in Europe. So whenever I go to Europe, I just pay £2 for my data, uh, typically, because I'm usually using my BlackBerry. And the, the data on the BlackBerry is ultra, ultra efficient, and that's great. If I am using the Nexus S or anything else, basically, I have to be utterly careful because that 25 meg allowance, that, that goes out the window within half an hour uh, because of these other handsets just simply aren't designed to, to, to manage um, the usage of data. Um, and then the other thing I use a lot is a broadband, which is, uh, now let's get this right, is it Telecom Austria, I think it is, that, that do that. Um, and it's basically one SIM card uh, that I put into my MiFi unit. So I, I just hacked my, uh, or unlocked my three MiFi unit. Um, so I put the A broadband SIM in, and then it's a pay-as-you-go um, concept where you just pay. Um, and hold on, it's fifty-nine euro cents per megabyte anywhere in Europe, and also in the states, uh, Hong Kong, a whole lot. It's not just European countries; they've got a really good deal. Now, my underlying frustration here is obviously fifty-nine euro cents per megabyte. Is still very expensive, right? But it is great. It does it is great, and it means I can operate wherever I need to and get data there and then, and it works perfectly, and it's a reasonable price. The problem I've got is if if these guys, this little operator, um, uh, A1, is it? I think it, uh, or, or Telecom, right, yeah. or one of these companies. Is it? Sorry, go on. Yeah, it's Austria Telecom uh, under the A1 brand. Yeah. There we go. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, if they can do it right for fifty-nine euro cents a megabyte. What's three doing? Charging me one pound twenty-eight and claiming that oh, I'm sorry, yeah, we we you know, we can't charge you anything less than that. So that's my my frustration and that's my solution. So Vodafone, great, uh, in Europe, and then uh, <laughs> in the states, rubbish, you know, quids flying out my pocket. So I just don't use it. I just use Wi-Fi in the states, and then the A broadband, genius. And and those are both operator provided solutions, aren't they? I mean, what one UK operator and obviously one. I mean, you're you're not travelling to Austria, are you? But you just happen to be using an Austrian provider for for a broadband. Yeah, I just ordered. Uh, basically, I found out about it and then ordered the SIM. Cool. And I, I think actually, uh, Mobile Industry Review and Wireless Worker are two of the two of the sites that appear on the front page of uh, Google. If you if you Google a broadband and you want to read a little really, bit more about using the service, yeah, I just thought I'd mention <laughs> that. You know, and, the, and it's worth pointing day. out here. <laughs> Uh, it is worth pointing out here that the reason this works is because it is an operator because in all of this you know you'll get the termination charges just as you get for any operator in the uk for any call or any text message the same applies internationally and they're effectively able to or organize or charge wholesale rates and i suspect what a1 have chosen to do here is charge very close to what are their wholesale rates and sort of minimize any support costs involved My view is that this is probably an experiment by Austria Telecom to see what the market will do. It's got a little bit of Google advertising behind it. I've got quite, unfortunately, quite a few reports of people having um, support issues, which is, you know, if the activation or the billing um, goes bad, it can be a bit grim getting through to somebody to help you on, on email or by telephone. But I have to say, my experience with my account as that, you know, it worked very well and I'm enjoying having that sort of very, very low cost service. Although um, I wonder actually whether other operators could, you know, could compete at that price with a quality service. But anyway, so two operator services from you and Rafe, what about you? I mean, I have the same issue. I mean, I'm not traveling as much as Ewan does, but you know, I've actually changed solutions over the years. It used to be that I would always buy a local SIM card, but that always tended to be a bit fraught with difficulties. You know, there were language barriers, 
and then it tended to be around activation or topping things up because you're doing it all on pairs you go uh, and sometimes that worked pretty well i mean it, it, when i've been in barcelona for the mobile world congress i've gone with the vodafone option and frankly paid through the nose for it um you know because it was something like a 60 or 100 euro cost for the uh, four days that i was there but it was worthwhile because i was using a lot of data uh subsequently i've actually just bit the bullet and took taken the charges on the chin for the sort of three pounds a meg or one pound fifty a meg that vodafone have been charging Jeez. and you know that can be pretty expensive i mean the the roaming bill from the mwc this time around was in the order of 150 pounds something like that i you know a lot of the time i was actually looking for wi-fi to use and so it was kind of a, a change in mindset it was try not to use it too much um but you know, I've been on Symbian devices, which similar to BlackBerry are pretty frugal in their data consumption if you want them to be. They're very good with all the roaming warnings. I think that might have to change in the future, you know, if I was using a different type of device. Um, and, you know, so, so you know, I've also picked up an, a broadband SIM user for the first time recently, and that's a pretty good solution. But in all honesty, you know, buying another product or using one that you pick up in the airport or locally isn't really an optimal solution because you do end up changing your phone number and you know i ended up having to carry around basically two devices one for doing data which was the local sim or whatever sim it was with a funny number on it and still having my other phone for when people wanted to contact me with my home network sim on it and i had to make sure i was doing email and web on the right one and sort of not get confused which you know um, when you're sort of in the middle of something you suddenly realize halfway through oh i'm actually paying something awful Per megabyte for this um and so really what i want is my home operator which in my case i mean i have o2 and vodafone sims to sort something out so that it's not such a painful point yeah i i, I sort of agree with you on that because that's how i've kept working i mean um i'm a i'm a fairly regular traveler but backwards and forwards to ireland uh you know so we've got family over there so um i've now got um uh irish uh mobile broadband uh, account um with it with three actually as it happens but that was just because the the tariff seemed to be good but i i kind of remember what you said about um buying locally sort of rings true because in ireland i was absolutely fine i could go into the store the products looked really quite similar to in the uk i could i bought some stuff on prepay the guy you know spoke english so i was able to ask him questions he knew what i wanted and that was kind of seamless and but that kind of really annoys me when people reading reviews about roaming products and things like that say oh just buy a local sim it's cheaper but you know i was in spain with you guys this year and i went into yeah. the vodafone store with you and and we were there for half an hour uh and you know we don't speak spanish and to be fair you know the guys in the vodafone shop did a, a really good you know good effort but they didn't speak very much english and they certainly didn't speak enough to explain the billing structure of vodafone's prepay data tariff how you had to top Horses. up what the options were it was just ridiculous and it sort of struck me that it might be cheaper but you know the amount of t the amount of time and effort you have to go go to to get the sim because you either then have to go in and with a, a native speaker or with enough information printed out to to get the product or just hope that you're lucky that the person in the store speaks english the other thing that i did while i was out there especially for the um for the ipad is i've used a new product called onavo i think i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but it ah. basically it's a, a proxy service and i was a bit, bit dubious about that to begin with because i thought oh, i don't want the slowness of all my data going through some third-party server and potential security issues and this kind of stuff 
but actually it does quite an elegant good job of compressing the data down um, they've, re they've released an update recently as well which lets you sort of choose image quality and this sort of stuff and it almost is back to the bad old days of when mobile operators used to sort of intercept your web traffic and sort of downgrade the quality to, to give sort of yeah. false speed enhancement but when you're roaming um, and particularly for pr products like Anavo, which gives you nice kind of easy to understand breakdown of what apps have been using what data and how much it saved you that that's been really good and i kind of wish there was an equivalent on android um now other products that i sort of looked at um true phone i've had a true phone sim since i don't know when in fact i think probably since launch and if you're in one of their if you're in one of their markets it's the uk the us or mm. australia then um the, the true phone sim and this is basically it's a you know it's a, it's a whole it's a whole package. It's you know it will do calling and it will do data and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's actually quite it's quite quite appealing. It operates like a sort of a prepay service. And um, if I was in those markets quite regularly, I might use that. The the calling is quite cheap and the data is is very cheap as well. It's sort of a pence a megabyte, I think, up to about ten p a megabyte. But the problem there is that again, it's only in those home markets. And although they'll be launching new markets, if you go outside of those markets. The prices are only really competitive with the, the home operator. Mm. You and you, you also though have have written in the past about products where you can rent like a MiFi or a, a device, can't you? And yeah, you know, what, what's that called? Is it DRoam? Is one that springs to mind. Yeah, the, the, yeah, DRoam. There's actually there's quite a few of these services now. Um, in fact, if you just go on to Google and do rent MiFi, rent handset, you you pretty much um, you'll, you'll find them. And for your capital city, you say you rent MiFi London, you'll you'll find them. There's actually quite a few companies doing this now. It's, it's not specialist anymore. The the concept being, if you if you're going to uh, if you're coming to London, uh, I think it's DRoam and there's uh, loads of other services that will um, send you or post you or allow you to pick up. Uh, from the airport, a MiFi unit, which is uh, probably one of the popular options, uh, or a smartphone, or uh, or anything else, basically, yeah, like a mobile handset or SIM card. Uh, and the idea is that it, you are paying a limited amount of money. You don't have to pay the twenty dollars a megabyte that some of these American networks charge uh, for data roaming. You just hire the MiFi unit for maybe five, ten, or, or fifteen dollars a day, or fifteen pounds a day, something like that. Uh, really good service and really useful if you're organised. If you think, right, I'm going to spend a week or two weeks in London or Paris or wherever, uh, then as long as you've uh, you've got time to go on to their site, order it, and allow the two or three days for the postal service to work and have it sent to your hotel or your office, it's a genius concept and it really does work nicely. And it means you don't have to think; uh, it's just done. Um, the the issue is whenever I look at these things, the costs are always very. Um, similar to going and buying your own MiFi unit or buying your own uh, uh, fully charged up SIM card. That That's, uh, I think, a lot of things that, that stops some people from, from doing it. But if you want the convenience, it's really, really cool service. It's, a, it's the same for me. I mean, I if I go, it tends to be for a short period and therefore, you know, doing the buying the local thing or even, you know, getting something that I'm doing regularly enough to justify putting on something to our monthly contract isn't there. I mean, I've tried MaxRoam as well. I mean, that's a similar problem to TruePhone that the uh, data costs get prohibitive outside of a certain area. Although if you're just doing calling and data, that works fine. There's quite a lot of those SIM travel type services and you can often buy them on the plane. And I've, I've done that. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, you have to do research before going out. I mean, my recommendation for people, if you do want to go and buy local, there's a, a wiki that's been set up on the 
internet we'll make sure there's a link in the show notes it's on wet paint around data roaming uh, but mm. in general i would recommend if you don't mind paying a little bit more uh, get a sim card that's intended to use in a broadband dongle because you tend to get more generous data bundles and don't then have the problem of recharging and certainly that's what i've done in barcelona successfully um and that tends to be the way i've gone and then just chuck, treat it as a throwaway purchase that i will chuck when i uh, come back but if it's just a few days it, it, it very very infrequently seems worthwhile especially as now the uk operators are starting to get wind of this kind of thing and uh, i know vodafone have done some announcements recently around more reasonable pricing on european data roaming at least and so it's, it's probably now got to the pricing threshold that the inconvenience factor of going out and buying another product and having to remember to take it with me etc etc is such that uh I will just sort of bear the pain of the extra cost. Um, so there isn't anything I'm particularly looking for now, but I'm sure other people are trying out things. So I would encourage anyone who's uh, got a better solution, leave, leave something in the comments and I'll be very grateful. Yeah, likewise. I, I tend to, I've tend to switched around quite a lot, but it, it's interesting. Rafe, so that, that brings us on to sort of the next topic that we were going to talk about, which was um, you know, how, ne- how, the, how the networks are beginning to change their stance now because... Like I say, it's odd if you listen to sort of the products that we've talked about, they're nearly all operator products for the convenience and for the reliability and the, the variety of markets and this kind of stuff. You know, we, none of us are now using any of these products which kind of try and circumvent the networks um, in one way or another or, you know, sort of using uh, Wi-Fi services or other alternatives. Um, so and that, we've had a couple of announcements recently. So the Vodafone one you hinted at, yep, for, for Vodafone UK customers, they've got the uh, improved European tariffs, although actually the worldwide offering got cheaper as well, um, although it's still pretty horrendously expensive um, on, on the worldwide one. It's sort of £5 a day for um, for the 25 meg. I also noticed actually that uh, for um, for tablets and laptops, it was um, eight, £8 per day for 100 meg in Europe and £25 everywhere else. Now, I say that's all, uh, obviously, we're focusing really on data there, but to be honest, calling excuse me calling actually isn't the thing that i go and compare first now because I, I say because i do less of it but also it seems to be data that data is where it's lagging behind i'm quite impressed to see that most of the operators who've made announcements recently are actually leading on their data pricing as well because you and you noticed meteor in ireland have done something recently as well well that's it so i mean um it, it it's actually a really good way to go to market if you want to get attention and start talking about megabytes and per meg cost because we all i mean especially the geek community and the tech community um in fact anyone with an iphone that's traveling is razor sharp hot on you know per meg and how much they're going to have to spend roaming so it's a very good strategy um i remember seeing that yeah meteor in in ireland have uh, have done a deal whereby they said okay look um roaming in um uh for anywhere in europe is is the same cost as it is in in ireland which is pretty cool and pretty nice, and I think we're going to see more and more uh, operators begin to offer or begin to go to market with a particular, you know, maybe uh, targeting a particular segment and saying, look, if you're roaming in Europe or if you're roaming A or B um, countries, you'll you'll get a very good price. I liked Meteor's offering because they basically said, look, what you pay in in Ireland is what you're going to pay in Europe, and that's pretty cool, pretty clear, and and reasonably transparent. Yeah, it's. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's worth clarifying that that's on their their prepay. I think they're also doing something right. on their on their their pay monthly as well. Um, now, I mean, obviously, I, 
anyone who knows the the Irish market probably will know this better than us. But looking at the rates here, um, the calling rates mm-hmm. that they have are, are are relatively expensive still. I think that they are you know fairly classic prepay rates. So we're talking about thirty euro cents to make a call and twelve euro cents to send a to send a text. Um, but yeah. receiving is free, which of course is is is, is a huge relief because obviously you can incur. Co- incur costs on receiving calls as well when you're roaming. But interestingly, um, 99 euro cents a meg uh, for mobile internet, and um, if you get one of their broadband to go, what looks like a, a, a MiFi uh, gizmo, mm. it's 15 euros for 50 meg a day. So again, we're not talking probably about surfing the web on your laptop, but for tablets or smartphones, that's not a bad proposition. Again, so I guess the question then is if Vodafone can come up with these bundle pricing which is still not as cheap as as native use but is a lot more uh, aggressive and if a broadband can do post pay pay as you go 59 euro cents a meg in what 55 countries worldwide what's stopping us what's the what's the problem here what what has to happen um you know why aren't the why weren't the operators at the mac conference um jumping over themselves to get more roaming more roaming revenue you and from from people and speci- specifically around data well um i i think this is how this in you know, there's a whole industry grown up around about um establishing roaming deals reciprocal rates and so on negotiations uh i i think frankly one of the problems is the industry itself and these people you know if, if you're the roaming manager um at a particular operator um, or part of the roaming team, you it's in your your interest to just carry on as normal, right, and not um, rock the boat. Because the last thing you need is some arse to come along and say, Do you know what? Uh, let's make it, you know, uh, this much, you know, for everywhere. And yes, we know there's the odd exception; some countries going to have to pay more. But you know what? It's more important to win the consumer loyalty. Therefore, it's this much, and we don't need a roaming department. We don't, you know, just we don't have any agreements anymore. We'll just we'll outsource it to Mac. Done. Um, yeah, I, I think that kind of stuff might happen later on. Uh, in in uh, but right now, I think everyone is holding on to the table, you know, <laughs> with fingers gripping into the wood, uh, just trying to keep things as steady as possible. Yeah, I think it's probably don't underestimate inertia with operators. It does take mm. a, a while to get things done, and this kind of demand for data is a relatively recent phenomenon. Uh, I think tablets are going to drive that, as smartphones have, but. You know, it's only with the rise of Android and iPhone that, you know, large amounts of data consumption have become the norm. And we've seen the same thing happen, to be fair, on data in your sort of the home country. It wasn't that unusual, you know, even going back a couple of years, not to have, you know, flat uh, data rates. And, and OK, now they're capped at 500 megabytes a gigabyte or whatever. But there's an expectation that you can get a, a flat rate relatively cheaply. And I think it will just take a while for it to come in on the roaming. And to a certain extent, this is sort of demand driven. You know, it's classic market economics that, um, you know, if there isn't a demand for that kind of thing, it won't happen until it reaches a, a certain point. And as Ben was saying earlier, you know, it's still really at the point where it's, you know, cheaper for operators and they'll make more money by sort of fleecing a small number of customers who are willing to pay for it than they will by sort of opening it up and making it cheap for everybody. Uh, that sort of opportunity cost curve will change over time, especially as the you know the, the desire to consume data when roaming increases. And I mean, I, I would guess we're probably now at that point where it would make economic sense to do so. But the sort of inertia from the operators will just mean it will take 
a little bit longer. And, you know, we're, we're seeing the classic signs of that kind of economic activity with companies like a broadband and all the other, you know, uh, roaming SIM providers. That's a, a good sign that there's an inflection point coming for this kind of thing. Um, and I've always been a little bit sceptical about all of these services you know, having a long-term future simply because, you know, operators will one day go, right, we're reducing the pricing down and the pricing difference is such that there's no point having a, a foreign SIM in your phone as they'll see it. And and for consumers, frankly, you don't want to have to be changing SIMs around when you go abroad. That's a, that's a faff. And so as soon as the operators get it to a reasonable point, yes, it, it will happen. So, I mean, I'm going to optimistically declare that in 2011 we'll see, you know, data roaming become more reasonable. But I think that's probably uh, in italics with a, a fair usage policy on the reasonable word. <laughs> Can I, uh, I just want to make a, a, a wee point here. At some point, you know, someone is going to recognize, someone with a really big mouthpiece is going to recognize that uh, they're a customer of Vodafone, not Vodafone UK. Um, so... I, and when, when you speak to a lot of the people in the industry, they say, ah, well, you're a customer of Vodafone UK, therefore you have to pay. I said, I'm not interested in that. I pay Vodafone, the big red brand, right? That's I pay big red money a month. And when I travel from the UK to Germany, where they also own, right, big red Vodafone Germany, it's not Vodafone and somebody else having a play. It's Vodafone, right? Um, the money all goes into the same pot at the end of the day, right? Um... Why am I being charged? Why do I have to pay extra? Why why is there this this border? Um, why is there a physical border here when um, when I'm I'm doing business with Vodafone in, in in the UK? And the answer is, of course, all these different stupid little fiefdoms of all these little chief executives all playing with each other, going, well, you know, we're federated, but not really, and we'll do our own thing. I don't think that's um, uh, working very well for the consumer, and this is precisely what the EU Commissioner Chappie. The representative on my, the the panel said he, he made it really clear. He said, "I don't want to be doing this. You know, we don't want to be doing this. It's broken. It's absolutely broken." And now paraphrasing, he actually said uh, his exact words: "We don't want to be doing this. We don't want to be here." All right, but let me paraphrase for him by saying, "You guys, we know you're making stupid amounts of money out of this, and there's no need for it. Um, and also, you know, it, it's just bad business. I think if I'm Vodafone uh, customer, am I shouldn't I?" Well, I'm assuming I, I'm, I, I've got this Vodafone brand that I'm doing business with. Why is it not some other, you know, why is it called Vodafone in Germany? What do you think, Jens? Yeah. Am, I, am I mad? No, I, I, think you're, I think you're absolutely spot on, and it's particularly iniquitous in this. It is worth pointing out, in defence of the operators, boo, hiss, as everyone in the background. Yeah. Boo. That, uh, you know, the way they are structured is as relatively separate countries, and it does uh, depend on which operator you're talking about, but each country, uh, each country has its own operating company and sometimes the amount of uh, talk that goes on between the two is relatively minimal. Yeah, I, I just wanted to take a, a second to mourn the passing of Three Like Home. I mean, I'm a bit of a champion for three services in the UK because I, I really like them and find them affordable. And for a while they had a, a deal where you could roam to any network in any country with a three network and as long as you were on that three network um all of your billing was the same as it was in the uk um unfortunately they they canned that and and i i asked them at the time why because i thought it was exactly as um you know as you and had been saying there rafe about um it was it was one com it was one company and so they didn't need to charge those kind of premiums but of course it turned out actually no they're not they're all separate entities and there had been some central coordination but actually 
some of the op- some of the regions were so out of pocket relative to the others from money that they weren't they were paying out and not getting back and vice versa that actually they had to they had to can it and it was a shame to see that on the surface it looked like something sensible had happened but it hadn't it was just you know a bit of gloss over the old world a closing thought chaps wouldn't it be interesting to see um an an operator perhaps one who doesn't have such a big global presence who started to intercept roaming data so let's say i was um let's say i travel to north america and i roam on to um at&t let's say uh complete and i I know they've obviously they've got a huge global brand but i'm struggling to think of one it doesn't um, and I go to AT&T, and AT&T send me a text message that says, "If you'd like to use our data instead of roaming data, um, go, you know, buy a prepaid scratch card, or, or reply yes and pay us a premium SMS message. Uh-huh. And rather than hyping all your data back to the UK and you paying your roaming rates, we'll intercept it. We won't ever tell your network uh, back in the UK that you've spent it, and we'll just give you a little private, you know, US data allowance while you're over here. What do you reckon, guys?" Oh yes, please. Oh, two, please. But you know, is 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 it that doable? Like because it strikes me. Idea. Yeah, because it's it, well, all right. If if anyone wants to do that, then I'm in for fifteen percent. But um, if <laughs> it strikes me that it'll actually take an operator who wants to disrupt the market to actually move us on from this kind of creeping death where it's a combination Mm. of a little bit of competition and a regulator, then a little bit of competition, then a regulator. Can you imagine? Can you actually imagine the the horror? That uh, you know, in in the boardrooms, that uh, you know, some of these operators, they're doing what? What? Well, how many people? How many people are saying yes? You know yeah. I mean? Can you? How many people? Are, um, everybody would say yes, right? I mean, if uh, if AT and T, for example, in your exact uh, your your concept there, Ben, if AT and T could deliver this really easily, really smoothly, goodness me, the um, the, the okay. potential would be shocking because Vodafone, I would imagine Vodafone would be sitting there going. Okay, well, we're not seeing anything from him. Is that because he, he, we know he's abroad? He's, he's not on our network, but we're we not seeing anything because he's paying money to those those arses over at AT and T, and they're not telling us. They're sneaking our customer away, or yeah, yeah, is he um, is he just switching his phone off? There's obviously some technical limitations, and I'm sure uh, quite a few listeners will will point them out. That you know, if if you have your phone on, I do expect the calls to come through. Um, so I do want it, still want to be located on the network and so on and so on. But I love your concept, Ben. Absolutely love it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if anyone understands how mobile networks work and why my idea is a stupid one, please explain in the comments. In fact, on that vein, if you would like to win a Jabra Skype, um, uh, a Jabra Skype certified headset, which is a Bluetooth headset for phones with a dongle that also goes into laptops as well for making Skype calls, then leave a comment on 361degre.es or the 361degreespodcast.com. Uh, leave a comment, any comment, you can tell me I'm wrong. And and uh, I'll pick one of those people at random and we'll send you this Jabra headset for free. That's the thing I found in my cupboard whilst we were talking. Um, we will post it anywhere in the world, so please comment even if you're not in the UK. Thank you very much for your time. As ever, if you enjoyed the show, please let us know in the comments. If you didn't, please comment somewhere else. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.